Hello and welcome to the Adaptive Zone podcast, talking all things running and triathlon, from injury through rehabilitation and into performance. My name is Matthew Boyd, I'm a physiotherapist living in Red Deer, Alberta, originally from the UK, and I'll be your host. Hi guys, this week on the show we have Matthew David. Matthew David is a runner and coach at the Run Collective in Red Deer. You can find them on Facebook, uh, Red Deer Run Collective? No, at Run Collective Red Deer, and on Instagram, it's the opposite way around, so Red Deer Run Collective. And he's going to be talking to us all about running clubs and answering my questions, so let's get into it. If we just start with a little bit, like, what's your, what's your running background? Um, I started running about three or four years ago at Orange Theory Fitness, which is like a gym over in Clearview, and they do like a mixture of treadmill rowing and like floor exercises. And pretty much every class you do, you do about 25 to 30 minutes on the treadmill. And I just started with that. And then I started like challenging myself more through the classes and really ended up enjoying running. Okay. So you, you originally didn't set out to get into running because Orange Theory is not just running, is it? It's, uh, it's, it's no, a it's not. It's a, it's a mixture of everything, like hit training. But I think when I started running there, then I started enjoying running outside a bit more. And yeah, before that, I hated running. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. So tell me yeah, more I about was... that. What was your experience of running before that? Very, very basic, like running here and there, probably when I was feeling guilty for eating too much or something and not a whole lot. Didn't really know anyone like in running clubs or running groups or anything. And we just sort of maybe put some headphones on and go for a run around the block and that'd be it. Yeah, that was uh, me until until I sort of took up running. It was, I loved soccer, well, football, yeah. and I, I would run to train to get fit and I hate it every second of it like every second yeah. of it. <laughs> I had to slow yeah, down I don't know about you but I was just running too fast all the time yeah I just really didn't like it at all I just didn't really play <laughs> any sports that I thought running was good and sort of go to like the big boxy gyms and lift weights and that would be about it I'd always walk past the treadmills and just laugh at them <laughs> but I mean that's that's changed right so you're um you're involved with the Red Deer Run Collective Run Club now yep. right Yep. So can you tell me a bit about them? Like, how did you get involved with them and, and what is it and what do you guys do? Um, so through Orange Theory, I started doing like obstacle course races, like Spartan races. And um, there's a company called X Warrior from Calgary. And obviously with the obstacle course races, like 80% of it's running and the rest is like jumping over obstacles or overcoming obstacles. And so I realized I was really enjoying that and I needed to start training running. And I heard about Run Collective through a few friends and I've probably been gone for about two and a half years now with Run Collective on Thursday nights. And yeah, about a year ago, I think September last year, I actually joined on as a coach. Oh, cool. Okay. And how, how did that come about you going from just being a participant to being more of a coach and an organizer? Uh, I just lost you a little bit at the end there, but I think like I was going to run collective consistently through the winter and then I was one of the people that was showing up a lot. And I think uh, the girls asked me to join on as a coach to try and get more of a male presence at the group and sort of to bring a different um, scene of local people to run collective. Obviously I had a lot of people I was training like OCR with and 
hmm. trying to get some new faces and stuff down there. And did you have like an OCR club or was this just friends? Yeah, so there is a Wednesday night group called Red Deer OCR and that's run oh, by yeah. Yeah. Just one local fella right now, Trevor, and he does a really good job and they're out there all summer and all winter and they do their OCR workouts. They do running. They do a lot of like obstacle stuff on like local playgrounds and you'll see them like <laughs> running up and down Rotary Hill with sandbags and buckets and all sorts of stuff. So you're still doing that? I, ha- I will be honest. I haven't been the most uh, participating person with that group lately. I, I've missed a lot of their workouts, but probably just because OCR sort of like got kicked out this year, like there was no mm. races or anything. So I sort of just focused on my own strength training and a bit of running stuff. And you, um, you were saying you do the, the functional fitness as well. Is that right? Yeah. So at the moment I'm doing F45 probably about six days a week and it's the same sort of thing as orange theory minus the running on the treadmills. There's no treadmills. So it's all like functional strength training and very hit training based. It's very fast and active and it gets your heart rate up. Like you never walk out of that place feeling like you haven't accomplished something. Yeah. So you've got a pretty, pretty well-rounded um, training routine right now by the sounds of it. Yeah, definitely. And so getting back to the, to the run club, um, like what was your experience of sort of joining, you know, as a, as a, I remember the first time I went to a run club, I was quite nervous. How, how did you feel? How did it go? And, and, and what were you, what were you doing there? What, what was, what did it consist of? Yeah. The first one I went to was actually a stair workout and it was at Masqua Platoon Park. And we sort of did like a little, maybe one and a half K warm up to the top of the stairs. And then one of the run coaches said, all right, we're going to do like 10 to 12 stair repeats. And I thought, all right, this is awesome challenge. I think I'm capable of doing it. And you go up and down the stairs a bunch of times and everyone sort of says like, good, good work to you or well done on the way past and keep going. And I just felt they were very encouraging and welcoming. And um, yeah, I sort of stuck with them from there, but that was my first workout with them. And I felt they were very welcoming. So that's probably why I went back. Yeah. So you, you weren't too nervous and it sounds like it was just a, a bit of, uh, it, was, it was sort of encouraging to, to get involved with other people. Do you, um, how many people do you get usually for the Run Collective specifically at your club? Yeah, so I would say that on average between 15 and maybe 20 um, during the summer months when the weather was nice, it was definitely like a couple of workouts where there was probably 35, 40 and then obviously when it cools down a little bit in winter, you might get down to like 10 or eight people sort of thing. But yeah, this year has definitely been one of the bigger years. Some of our workouts in the middle of summer there, there was, I think there was one from Troubled Monk where I counted 40 people. Yes, I saw that. I saw the photos from that. I missed it. As you know, I have trouble getting out of work early enough to come and join you yeah. guys, which is something I plan to take up with my boss. If you're watching this, Mel. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, and then, so at the minute you're training with the Urban Collective, right? So you're, you're running the workouts and how many times a week do you, do you have like a run club workout? Yeah. So run collective just runs the one night a week at the moment. It's a Thursday night at six o'clock. There used to be a second run on a Sunday morning and it would be more of like a slower, longer distance run. 
but we found during winter, not many people would rock up if it was cold and you'd pretty much have like the three coaches would show up and no one else. And then in summer, yeah. we were finding on Sundays, a lot of people would be going away camping and stuff. So at the moment, it's just the one night a week. Okay, but yeah, cool. I'm not sure. We, we've definitely had a lot of interest. Like even the girls the other night were asking about a second day, maybe a Saturday or Sunday morning. And yeah, so long as people show up in winter when it's colder, the coaches don't mind going out there. And when you've done weekend workouts and stuff, do you do you have different different types of runs for different nights? Do you always do stairs? Do you always do a bit of interval training? Are there some like longer, slower runs? Like how do you guys structure that? Yeah, so the Thursday nights range from anywhere from what we call a distance run, which could be like a 3K anywhere up to a 12K. And then we do stair training, hill training, track workouts, like for intervals, um, anything like that. We try to mix it up. We have like a Google spreadsheet where each of us fills in a line every three weeks and we take turns. And yeah, we try oh, not okay. to make every workout um, technically like a workout. We want people to enjoy it as well. So sometimes we do like the longer, slow group runs. And yeah. Recently, yeah. we've been trying to get a lot more involved with some of the local like breweries and stuff and having like one run a month starting and ending at a brewery and then everyone can get together after and sort of meet other people and like-minded people who want to run. And then you see people like exchanging phone numbers or adding each other on Strava and all of a sudden all our members outside on club. It's really cool. Hmm. Yeah. And I think that's like, I have, I've run a little bit with the, the running room since I got to Red Deer, but the, I had similar scheduling issues and couldn't do it regularly. Same as I've had with, with you guys that just because I'm a physio, like we often work in the evening. So, um, but back when I was in Ottawa, I used to run with a run club regularly. And I found that was the best thing about them for me was the, like I made some friends through there who ran and like, I don't know. How old are you, Matthew? Uh, 31 in two weeks. Right. So yeah, similar to, yeah. to me, right? Well, I'm a bit older than you, but like in your thirties, especially like I just moved to Red Deer in a new town, it's kind of like, how do you make friends? You know, you've got your, your people you work with and that's about it really. So it's like, if you're into running and triathlon, joining a club really is your only way to make friends. It's not like, you know, joining a hockey team or an Aussie rules football team, right? Where you're going to, you're going to automatically have friends. Like I first few years of running, I didn't, I ran on my own all the time, you know? Yeah. So what is it that you like about the, the run club? What do you, what sort of brings you back regularly? Uh, I think the accountability of like, the reason I started going was I knew that every Thursday night, these people would be there no matter what, whether it was raining, 30 degrees, negative 30, the same group would always be there during the week. And for me, if I come home from work late and I'm tired, it's easy to just be like, oh, I don't want to run tonight or whatever, mm. make up excuses. So I think the accountability of the group running every week and now that there's three coaches on, you can do like a shorter distance, a medium distance, a longer distance. You can push a little bit faster. You can just come for a casual run. There's a lot more variance in what we can do with three people running the groups. And yeah, I just like the fact that every week you can show up and go and run with these people and then go home and you always feel better after a run. That's like mm. everybody knows the hardest part is just getting to the run. Once you're there, it's easy. 
And it gets harder in the winter, definitely, as it gets colder. Yeah. And uh, like, I mean, I think you work quite early, don't you? So you, you start early, it's not really feasible to run before work. But then after work, you, you're kind of knackered and it's cold. <laughs> so you, you, it really helps to have that reason to get out, you know? Yeah, yeah I wanted to ask, um, what if you're like, so some people watching and listening to this are going to be, you know, just getting into running, maybe doing couch to 5Ks or just doing uh, little bits of running in with their walking, like really just getting started, a, a total newbie. Is that, you know, is it a good place for someone like that to attend or is it going to be a little bit too intense for them, a bit too hard? Uh, I definitely encourage, I I definitely love seeing new people come. Like I get more out of being a coach and seeing someone who is not a confident runner or can't run more than a kilometer without taking a break and seeing them do something good rather than your person who can run 10K every night and you know they're going to do it either way. So I definitely think so. The way we've tried to structure it this year with the three coaches is that you'll have different, uh, say, distances or paces, and one coach will be designated to each group. And what we like to do with the start of Run Club is we go around, introduce ourselves, and then before we leave, we get everyone to sort of tell us which distance they're going to do. And that way, the coach who's going for that distance can keep an eye on who's going. And, yeah, it's, it's not too often that we get someone who picks the three-kilometer option. A lot of people, like... Even the sort of more beginner runners are still going for the 5K and it's really mm -hmm. encouraging. So anyone who thinks that they can't come and do a three kilometer or they're not capable of it, there will be so many people there to like encourage you and stick with you. And yeah, in winter, we sort of stick more of as a group because it gets darker early. So you'll always mm -hmm. have someone to run with, um, especially on some of the Red Deer trails. We're not going to leave you alone. <laughs> <laughs> and you i think do you, do you put sort of one coach at the front and one at the back kind of thing so you always kind of know where everybody is yeah so most of the structured runs if there's like a 3k option or 12k option they'll either be an out and back or a loop and the, the 12k leader will sort of lead the 12ks and they'll be the front runner and then the 3k will be like rounding up the pack and sometimes what we'll do is if we have three people it's obviously hard to account for everyone. So the the back coach will sort of keep check the 3K people until they're okay and they're going to loop back and then they'll continue on with like say the middle range group, like the mm. 5Ks. And yeah, we've we've had a really good group this year. Like we've had a couple of people who have started at pretty small distances and now they're up to like 5, 6K. And yeah, you can just see a lot of people's confidence and showing up at like the couple of races that there's been in Red Deer. It's awesome to see mm. people like crushing five and 10K races. Yeah, so it's it's like a mixture. You get that accountability, right? You've got to be there because you know you've committed yep. to it and you know there's other people going to be there who are going to kind of be looking forward to seeing you. But then you've also got a little bit, it sounds a bit like if you, especially if you're a newbie, a bit, a bit of a push, right? A bit of a push to sort of, okay, yeah, I can do this. Let's let's see if I can do the the faster group or the uh, the next um, the next distance. Do you know what I mean? So you're not, you can go as slow as you want, but there's that, that little bit of encouragement there to to push your limits a little. Do you guys charge like fees? Is it a is a volunteer club? Do you have to pay? How do you how does that stuff work? No, it's all it's all voluntary. So. The way it started was um, it, it's a Lululemon group and it was started by Lululemon invited one of the run coaches, Melissa, 
um, to see if she wanted to be like a local leader for their run group. Same as what Calgary has, like YYC crew and then Edmonton, um, God, I forget what their name is, but same sort of scenario. So Lulu started it out as like a one night a week with a couple of group leaders and Tracy, mm -hmm. the other run coach was actually working at Lulu at the time. And yeah, it just started out as a one night a week, free thing. Doesn't cost anything. Um, there's no, there's no commitments at all. We see people that'll come like maybe three or four times a year. And then we see people that'll come every single week. Yeah. And yeah so you really, guys, it's it, really exciting. As, as coaches, you're kind of volunteering your time and uh, it's all, it's all done for the good of the group kind of thing. Yep. Yep. It definitely is. Yeah. So it's free and the, <laughs> the enjoyment we get out of it is like seeing everyone every week. Like, yeah. We don't need to get paid. We just want to get people together and run and see what they can do at like local races and stuff. And uh, Lululemon still involved with your group or is it um, you and your own? Uh, I'm not sure how to answer that. It's sort of changing around a little bit. It's sort of like a bit of a soft sponsor. Like we have the Lululemon shirts like that with the logo on it. Oh, yeah. And each year they sort of have a meeting and talk about uh, what Lululemon's involvement be, be and stuff, but um, sort of, I'm not sure the right answer for that. That would be something that the girls and the store managers need to talk about. But for you, it's just about, you know, you, you've got your group that come and you want to get more people and you want to get out running, but um, it's not so much about a particular sponsor yeah, or anything yeah, like definitely. that. That's not the purpose. Yeah. Mm. And then yep. what if you say you're training for a race or something, do you guys sort of plan um, training programs for people? Or is it more like, you know, we're going to do a workout, this is what it's going to be, you can come along and join in. And do you know what I mean? So if you have a, like for yeah. yourself, your own structured training plan, how do you sort of how does how do runners who are on a training plan kind of, and they want to run with other people, maybe in a club, how might they approach that? Yeah, we don't, we don't necessarily create like training plans for anyone. Um, we're definitely open to talking to people and suggesting things. Hmm. What we do do is we have like a lot of us coaches and the people we run all the local races. So as we're coming hmm. up to like, say two weeks out from the half marathon, we definitely encourage more of the longer distances, even like a 12 K like on a Thursday night, there's nothing wrong with that. You don't need to be running a half marathon on a Thursday after work. Um, in January, we did an ex warrior race at Riverbend around the cross country ski trails. And you'll find when we know that there's races like that coming up, we'll put a few more runs in like at Riverbend or oh, even okay. around heritage ranch, like on the snowpack path mm -hmm. to get people used to running like on something that's not the footpath or running laps of the track. Sorry. So you do try They're and sort specific. of, sorry, I was just going to say you do try and when there's a races coming up locally, you sort of bear that in mind. Um, but it's not yeah, like definitely. formal training plans for them. Definitely. Yeah. I, I am more than happy to help anyone sort of come up with a training plan. If they had a goal race like Red Deer Marathon or anything like that, it's kind of an odd year to plan what, yeah. <laughs> what you want to train for. So, um, honestly, the, the people that are, who are coming, like I said, you'll see the people who thought they could only do like a three or a five are now running sort of an eight. And then the, the next level people are crushing tens. And um, on the weekend, we just had that uh, run red deer series 
where a lot of the members took on the half marathon. And right. I think we had seven people between like an hour 32 and an hour 45, which for a half marathon coming into winter is pretty, yeah, wow. pretty decent. A, that is pretty decent. Wow. And these, these people aren't anything special. They're just consistent runners. Like they just keep showing up every week and they, the training's paying off. So did you do that run at the weekend? <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I do not like half marathon distance at all. And I did do it. <laughs> So um, I was got that talked into by the other members to do it? Was that your first half marathon? Or? Uh, not specifically. I did, I've done a few of like the running room events. They're like hyper half marathon, mm. and just not my sort of distance for just a run. I'd rather do like a fast five or ten k, or I'd rather do fifty k up and down the mountains. I'm not really that okay, okay. pushed really hard for an hour and a half. So that was. That was really challenging for me to sort of keep like a good pace for an hour and a half without like throwing in an obstacle or running down a mountain or something. Cause <laughs> normally you sort of break it up. Like you do a lot of uphill or a lot of downhill or you jump on some monkey bars or something for a bit. So yeah, it was really so, good. It was a really good red deer race. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what's the difference for you with those, um, those longer ones, like the, the long trail runs, uh, how come you're okay with that, but the, the half is, not for you. What's, do you know what I mean? What, what's um, keeping you entertained on the trail, I guess? Uh, I think I just found more of a enjoyment out of like trail running and running in the mountains. So I can sort of mm. put up with it for longer running on the footpath, uh, for like, like 10 K or 15 K at like a faster speed. It's more consuming on my body. And yeah, I just really got into like trail running and the challenge of like being out there for like six or 12 hours and yeah, really, really getting into ultra running right now, sort of mm. with no OCR on, just going and spending the day in Camor and going up and down the mountains. It's super fun. <laughs> Have you been doing that even since the snow came? Yeah, yeah, I did a fair bit of running in Camor this year and really enjoy it. Lots of people out there. Everyone's super friendly. It's like I tell people that if you um, see someone on the mountains, everyone says hello to you and they smile and it's a good atmosphere. If you look at someone the wrong way in Walmart, it's like, oh, what are you doing? Why are you looking at me sort of thing? And yeah, it's just just sort of like a getaway thing. Yeah, cool. And um, speaking of your running, so have you been working on your technique? Because we had a, for those people watching or listening, we did have you in for a technique screen and identified yeah, some things to work on. Yeah, I was definitely thinking about it during the half marathon. I definitely was. And I did check my Strava. I think it came up as 171 average. So oh, I was right, definitely okay. thinking about it and yeah. And it's kind of funny. I didn't, didn't feel injured or nothing. I didn't get any knee pain, nothing like that. It's probably the best I felt after a 20 K run. Mm, that's interesting. And um, yeah. just for reference, for those who don't know the one seven one you're referencing there, that's your cadence, right? The number of steps you're taking each minute. So I presume that you got that off your Garmin or, or some sort of tracking yeah, app or that's something. That's what my Strava showed. I just looked at it quickly after just to compare. I was thinking a little bit, I was trying to keep that like 430, 440 pace. And when it was getting harder, I was thinking that I was probably starting to overstride, trying to keep that pace up. But yeah, according to my Strava, I did not bad. All right, that's good. Yeah. And definitely technique yeah. breaks down with fatigue. Um, and that's, that's to be expected what we want it with the technique, we want it to be as good as it can be for as long as it can be. And we expect by the end of the race, it's not going to be as good as at the start of the race. That's just kind of the way it goes. 
with your you, you were saying you use Strava or something like that. So if again for the newbies who might be coming to a run club, do they need stuff like that? You know, do they need some kind of way to to track? Um, do they need a running watch? Do they need a an, a specific app for their phone? You mentioned Strava there, which is a, a running app. Um, anything like that, or should they just kind of show up and get going? No, they definitely don't. I find that everyone gets like addicted to it though. Like I find when people do come and they start running, they want to know what they've achieved. Like they want that, mm. um, they want that like self, like, I don't know what you would call it, but they, they want to know how good they've done. Like they want to see that they can slowly um, create goals and catch them and crush them and then move on to the next one. So, I mean, there is probably 30 different running apps you can get on your phone. There's probably 50 different smartwatches you can get that track GPS and stuff like that. Like it is so common and you can spend like $120 on a watch. You can spend $1,000 on a watch. It doesn't really matter, but I find that it's, uh, that's a that's a personal thing. The more people enjoy running, the more they want to know about how they're doing and they want to track their own stuff. So yeah, there are some people with really fancy watches and there's some people who just carry their phone around and listen to music and then you'll see that they, they know what they did which is pretty mm. like satisfying at the end when you've done something that's harder than you thought. And you can be like, Hey, I did it. Do it again next week. Yeah. I know. I, everybody, like you said, everybody's different. Personally, I do find like tracking helps me stay consistent. It's encouraging to me, right? To, because I want to yeah. do better than I did last week. I want to do more volume than I did the month before and, and so on and so forth. Um, but you know, it's, what you don't want when it's people just getting into running is to feel like you don't know what you you know you don't, you don't have any idea or any of the gear right you know you 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 show up and everyone's sort of tapping on their watches and stuff and you're like oh I don't have that yeah. and you feel a bit like uh, you know out of place but I think I would agree with you that it's it's not necessary to start with and no not at all. You don't want to create more barriers. And I guess that's another question, again, for, for people just getting into running. Are there specific gear that they need? I mean, we mentioned they don't really need a tracking app or a GPS watch, but there are options if they want to. Um, do they need anything else specifically? Can they show up in basketball shorts? What, the, what should they do? No, like clothing is all about how the person feels like if you want to wear leggings or pants and keep yourself warm gloves mitts whatever that's all personal the one advice i have is a lot of people overheat in winter like they get out of their vehicle with the heater on they get cold all of a sudden they put on these big jackets these big mitts and toques and then 10 minutes into the run you see they're like stripping it off and once their body temperature sort of catches up um my advice would be lots of thin layers. So if you are going to take them off that you're not carrying these huge, big things around, uh, same goes for like in winter when it's icy, you can go to like the running room or any of like Amazon and buy like clip on spikes that you can put onto your regular running shoes. And they can definitely help with traction, but they won't save you all the time. It's like winter tires. They're only so good to a point. <laughs> um, you can go and buy like more fancy studded winter running shoes if you're really getting into it but i've i've ran in regular asics before and i find it fine and if it is icy no one's running super fast anyway so mm. we definitely try to avoid icy footpaths in the winter for sure definitely try and find like soft pack trails or somewhere where we're not going to like have everyone slipping over every two minutes 
Yeah, and no, window running is the that's the thing, isn't it? Because a lot of people in Canada um, stop in the winter. They try and run indoors for a bit, but everybody knows that indoor running sucks, so they stop after a while. And um, then you got like half the year you're not running. But I mean, yeah. we're not from Canada, right? We run in the winter. You're from Australia, where it doesn't get like below zero ever, does it? So- <laughs> <laughs> not really. But like I tell everyone, it's a different type of cold. It doesn't have to be negative to be cold. Oh, really? So what's, it gets cold? You're from Melbourne, right? Yeah. So I would say if it's under 10 degrees and it's raining and there's a cool breeze, it's cold. It's very yeah. cold. Yeah. It's not really just the temperature, is it? Because I've noticed here, no. like today, I didn't go run because of the wind. The wind is just horrible. It makes it feel yeah. so much worse, even though it doesn't necessarily make you that much colder because you put your layers on, but it's just so unpleasant. Um, and it can sometimes it can be minus yeah. 20 or 30 and it's sunny and calm and it doesn't feel too bad as long as you've got enough um, clothing on, you know? Yeah. I actually have on, um, I wrote a blog a couple of years ago and I'm, because I'd, I'd been writing it down and I took all the temperatures and conditions and what clothing I need to wear for each one. Because like you said, with stripping things off, it's so irritating when you're, to try yeah. and find the right clothing for the right weather as the temperature sort of plummets over the next few weeks is very tricky. Yeah, I have tons of different jackets of all different thicknesses and layers and like in like double layered things and I'm the same. I just play around with them, wear them in different conditions and try and figure out which is the best. But the results that I've had is lots of thin like long sleeve layers mm. and thin windbreakers and stuff. Um, going back to like the winning, the winter running sort of talk, I found over the last couple of years with our group, you'll get a lot of newbies coming just before winter who say, we want to run with your group so that we can stay accountable during winter. And then it's those sort of people who stay and stick around all winter that when the sort of early race, the early year races start, those are the people who are already like crushing the races while everyone else is still starting to get going. So yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely good to keep your running up during winter and keep a strong cardio like aerobic base because yeah, some of the I remember we did the X Warrior run at Riverbend this year and it was like a eight kilometer loop up and down the cross country trails and I helped sort of coordinate the course and helped run that one. So I stood at the top of the driveway of Riverbend, which is the hardest climb up the hill. And pretty much everyone who came up that hill was walking unless you'd been running with Run Collective or the Red Deer Runners and you could tell the people who hadn't been training. Yeah. And it's so that- from from an injury risk standpoint, because I have this discussion with people all the time in the spring, you know, because a lot of races are happening either in the spring or the fall, right? So you get the spring and if you're going for something long, something long for you, like say you've never done a 10 or a half or a full and you, you're trying to up your game distance wise, what you yeah. often see is, you know, you barely do any running in December, January and February because it's freezing and they, they don't get used to the outdoor running. And then come March, their, their volume just spikes. And their body's just not ready for it. And then something starts hurting and they say, oh, well, it's it's my shoes. Or, Do you know what I mean? It's, no, it's not. It's because yeah. you do it three times more running than you've done for the last six months, three months. So. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I did a couple of races a couple of years ago. I did like, um, like Vegas and Seattle and Montana Spartan races all before 
June. So starting in like March, I did one in each month. I traveled mm. to those places. And then when Red Deer Spartan came around uh, to Red Deer, I did really well. And everyone's like, mm. oh, you're flying. And I was like, yeah, because we didn't stop like in winter. Like everyone else sort of takes a little bit to catch up. And yeah, that, I'm very thankful for Run Collective that they run through the winter because it's definitely hard when it's cold. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it is. It's, and if, um, it, if it is really cold, like say negative 20 or more, uh, what we do is we try to go to one of the indoor running tracks like RDC or um, the Penhold Multiplex. And it's like oh, yeah. a 2 or $4 drop in or something. Like it's ridiculously cheap. So if the weather is predicting it's going to be really cold at night, we sort of try to throw it out there the day of and say, all right, we're going to cancel the outdoor run and meet at Red Deer College or the Penhold one. Mm-hmm. depending if anyone else is using the track that night. So, yeah, there's not – I don't think there's ever been a Thursday night where Run Collective has not run at all. They sort right, of try to okay. move the group somewhere. That is really that cool. is quite the um, – you've set the uh, set the bar there. We're not going to miss a week. Yeah. <laughs> I should <laughs> yeah, be I mean, what I say now. <laughs> with, the, with the indoor as well, it's like when you do it like that, you can go to the track at RDC or something and you can have a really fun session. You know what I mean? Because there's a bunch of you there. You're all sort of going around doing your um, intervals or whatever it is. You can race each other. Whereas, you know, indoor running on your own is so boring. Even on a track as opposed yeah. to a treadmill, it's still torturously boring. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, doing a track workout in the middle of winter is definitely definitely different because you haven't done something as intense as running mm. outside doing intervals so it's it's quite nice and the facilities are like red deer now at the gary harris building it is so nice upstairs there <laughs> yes i've been doing my uh, weight training there um just just this last few weeks and it's beautiful it's awesome <laughs> it's like it's like the best job ever yeah. i wish they had a pool which is very frustrating because i got into triathlon but i mean you can't have everything right yeah <laughs> Um, I guess my last question was, um, again, for the, for the newer runners, um, sports drinks, gels, salt tablets. <laughs> Do we need any of that if we're going to come to a run club? No, I don't think so. I don't think for, uh, for if you were a newbie and you were doing a three or a 5K run, I don't think you need that. Um, a lot of people on shorter runs wear like those waistbands with the little like 100, 200 mil bottles and some people bring their phones and stuff, but definitely not. I don't think anyone needs a gel for a shorter run like that. If if you are someone that does, yeah, by all means, bring it. Um, I do recommend using stuff like that in training runs before using them in races because I know mm. everyone's had that experience where they've tried something new on race day and hasn't agreed with their stomach or whatever oh so, yeah that that yeah, is like my standard way of living is to do something different on this day nutrition wise that doesn't work and causes cramps yeah, or yeah, something I read like that all the time like online people will be asking on forums or facebook groups like um say there's this new gel or product they ask if it's good or not and it doesn't matter if it's good for me or if it's good for you everyone's body takes on things differently and reacts mm. to things differently and yeah definitely um, it's like any race, like pre-race, usually everyone lined up for the toilet, trying to get that like nervous energy out. And, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the number one anything new on race day. So yeah, I think, uh, I think people don't need to bring them, but if they want to try them, definitely. Yeah. Well, I think, like you said, it's, it's not good if you're going to trim for a race to do something new. So I, I can't remember where I read this 
idea of training your gut not long ago and I was like that is I never do that do you know what I mean I, I never rehearse what I'm going to do in a race properly I've, I've really tried to focus on it in the last year but like you said because everybody's so individual you really have to experiment with lots of different things like gels and sports drinks and and I've started using chewies recently like to try and find something that you can actually use um and I think training is you've got to do it then too you know even if you don't really need it um but then the flip side of that is if you're not training for something like it, say you're trying to lose weight you know and you go for a half hour run if you're taking a gel or two you're not really that's not in line with what you're trying to achieve you know yeah yeah the the sort of principle i try to go with if i think i'm going to be out in like say the mountains all day or like a longer race is like 100 calories every 45 minutes to an hour or something um i'm not a big drinker on long races i don't drink a lot of water or gatorade or electrolytes or anything so i'm a little bit different to everyone else but i think there is a little bit of a misunderstanding um how far you can push your body before you need something like that like before you need so, some sort of like aid whether it's hmm. a sip of water or a gel or whatever so yeah i don't think people need to load up on gels and stuff sort of for run collective night but if you're going to try them, maybe for run collective, you want to try it before you start running and then sort of see half an hour later how you feel, if it sort of upsets your tummy or whatever. And I think there's no point but, taking it halfway through and then finishing. <laughs> yeah. there's. Um, I think run clubs as well are a good place to learn that stuff, you know what I mean? Because people try like, oh, no, try this one. You know, if you come, like I've had times in the past where I'm, you're running around for like an hour or two with people and you have to make conversation right so it you talk about running because that's what you have in common and i would complain yeah. about these issues i've had with um with fueling with cramping with think uh, cramps sorry like stomach cramps with trying to to eat and take gels and other such things and um you know they'll give you a gel and they'll try it or they'll say try this drink or try this electrolyte thing and because uh, so much of fueling is uh, individual you know it's good to get suggestions from people things that haven't worked for you or them or whatever and then you can play around with things yep definitely all right well i think that's all the questions i had so that that was a uh, really fun thank you for coming on and um yeah yeah uh, so just to to sum up for anyone who's listening who happens to be local to to red deer or surrounding areas uh the name of your own club and where you guys meet and how we might be able to find you yeah, so it's Red Deer Run Collective. Um, we have a Facebook and an Instagram page. Each weekly run is Thursday, 6 p.m. And the runs are actually shown on Facebook as an event. So you, you can normally see one or two runs in advance where it's going to be. Um, and then you can like click on the link to see like directions to it. And then on the Instagram page, we sort of post on our story the day of where the run will be, just a reminder if there's any special directions where to park or where to meet people. And then just recently, we've been actually showing the different options for the runs. So if you want to do like a 3K, we'll mm -hmm. post the route. And they're just suggested routes. Like they're not, we're not holding you to them if you want to cut it short or run a little longer. So um, the other night we did one from Sawback Brewery and we had like a 3K option, a 5K, an 8.5K and, and then a 12K. And we had all four routes shown. And then when we get to Run Collective, we sort of explain where the routes are going to go. Uh, which group leader will sort of take each group and then we introduce ourselves, get an idea of who's going with each group and 
yeah, as always, I think the best part about it is everyone's always smiling, even though you're running and sometimes it can get hard. It's very social and um, the people who want to train hard, they can come and run fast. That's fine. But at the end of the day, it is a social run group. And the more people we get and smiles and stuff, the happier we are because that's what we want. We want people to come and use us. We want to hold them accountable to keep their running going. And yeah, it's very yeah, satisfying like to, when a lot of I people show up. You would- you had put something up uh, last week or something. It was like oh, how Thursdays is becoming your favorite night of the week or something like that. And uh, you had a photos yep. of of you and the and the club. And it is, ve- and I like the way you guys approach it with the social media. It's very encouraging, right? Because you know we're on social anyway, so people following you, you know, you might fall off for a couple of weeks if you're just getting into it, and you know you miss a couple of weeks because of work or something. But then you're on your Facebook or your Instagram, and you see you guys your posts from recent weeks and you're like, ah, and then you see the events coming up this week. And you're like, right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get back on the wagon kind of thing. So I think you guys do a yeah. really good job with, it's not, it's not quite like promotion, but it's just like sharing your experience kind of thing. And, and whereas I, I have seen other clubs in the past, don't do as much of that. I think you guys do it really well. And I think it's very encouraging for people. Yeah. And if you look at like the group photos, there is all different sorts of people, young, old, mm. different body sizes, like people from different um, occupations to like whatever. It's a really mixed group of people. So of all the people I talk to outside of Run Club who say, oh, I'm going to come, I'm going to come, the hardest part is just showing up. Once you're there, you meet people, you're happy, it's easy. Like you just forget about the running when you're out there. Mm. But a lot of people struggle to take the step from saying you're going to go to then actually showing up. So, yeah, everyone who's out there running is killing the people that aren't running. So they're doing awesome, especially in winter when it gets hard. Mm. And so, like I said, I have only managed to make it once so far. But this is not yeah. due to – that's not my fault. <laughs> it's work. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I hope to address that soon. Um, but with the time I did go, I don't know if you noticed this, but remember you, we, we were in the Gary Harris building and out the back you had to run loops. Can you remember? Yep. And you said, I hold, like you, hold the Strava thing, the crown or whatever. But if anyone yep. wants to have a go at it. So I had a go at it and I managed to equal your time. I don't know if you remember this. Yeah. So that night, did you know you beat that time? Yeah, I did. So I yeah. think like my <laughs> my data <laughs> my data doesn't sync until I like get close to my phone. So I leave my phone in my vehicle or whatever. So until I got back there, I didn't actually know. <laughs> but yeah, like even just small things like that, because there there are some super competitive people out there. And one of my biggest things is the way to get the best out of someone is to challenge them, to get them out of their comfort zone. So you sort of see these guys who come down, they want to run fast and stuff. So I'm all down for setting challenges for people. Mm. Some people want yeah. to come just to get the run in, get the fresh air and sort of get out of the house. Some people want to come down and take it serious. So um, I like to set a challenge every now and then for some of the guys who are keen on stuff like that. And yeah, I think the best way to sort of challenge them is to say, Hey, I've got the fastest time here. Why can't you guys beat it? <laughs> well, it's certainly for me, cause I went that night and I was like, okay, I'm going to take it easy. Even if they're doing like faster intervals because my been having a bit of trouble with foot pain. And it was a little sore yeah. that day. And I was like, I'll, I'll just take it easy. But I definitely want to go because I got out of work early and it was right there like uh, that night. 
And then as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, I'm going to have to have a go at that. <laughs> and that's the only time I've ever got a segment on Strava. And I, I had it for about 10 minutes and then you took it back again. Yeah. And now on Strava, if you hold a crown and someone beats it, they actually email you and they say, oh, Matthew took your crown by so many minutes. <laughs> so it's actually a little like... It's a little painful when you get that email now. You got to like feel like you got to go back out there and do it again or whatever. <laughs> well, I think Strava know what they're doing when they do stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, Matt. Well, thank you for coming on. It was really fun. Yeah. I will. Um, I'll put this online, and um, yeah, I will. Uh, I'll hopefully see you soon when I uh, when I sort out my shift. Awesome. Thank you very much. Okay. Take care, Matt. See you later. All right. See you, buddy. Thanks for listening, guys. If you'd like your questions featured on the show, just email me, mboydphysio at gmail.com. And if you have a moment to leave a review on whatever podcast I'd be listening to this on, it would be a huge help. See you next week.